Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the youth educator and advocate at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Today, we'll be inviting local college student Celia, she, her pronouns, on to talk about the 2009 movie 500 Days of Summer that follows greeting card writer Tom as he reflects on his 500-day-long relationship with a co-worker named Summer. There may be spoilers and sensitive materials discussed in this episode. If you would like to reach out for more support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. We use media like TV shows, movies, books, and music as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in relationships, but this is not to pass judgment on the media that we're discussing. I would like to now introduce Celia for a discussion of 500 Days of Summer. So our show focuses on looking more closely at relationships in media and how some of the unhealthy behaviors that are shown are being made to look normal or even romantic and passionate. So can you talk a little bit about your experience with that and how you might have seen these impacts? So my experience and modeling of relationships has definitely been through movies growing up and TV shows and even animated cartoons like Disney movies and how the woman's always needs to be saved and she has no control over her own life, which we all know is like a big part of domestic or intimate partner violence is control. And becoming a teenager and becoming more aware of those behaviors and how they're not healthy and how they shouldn't be wished for It's been a weird process because in my mind, they've been so conditioned to be romantic. So still in my relationships now, even though I know of these toxic behaviors or these these behaviors that model unhealthy relationships, still feel that that, like romantic, oh, I want this, this desire to have them, even though I'm aware of it. So it's really scary how like you can still have this awareness, but your body and your in your mind can hold on to the connotations that these different behaviors, especially that were shown on TV. We watch all of these things growing up and for so long and for so many years, and we grow really attached to these TV shows and these movies, which is completely okay. They're meant to be entertaining. You can like all of these TV shows and movies, but having those behaviors modeled and having those relationships and those unhealthy behaviors shown in such a kind of normal and nonchalant way is really confusing. And even after you talk about some of the specifics of intimate partner violence and dating violence, it can still be really confusing because you've had that in your life for so long that you've been watching this for so long on these TV shows and movies and in other relationships that you've seen. It can be so confusing. Yeah. And I'm so like, I feel like I'm pretty young to be aware of these things. Like I'm in my early 20s and I'm like, getting there, getting aware of it. But I am just wondering for people who are much older and trying to get rid of these connotations or behaviors, how how even more deeply ingrained it must be and how it's really important, like how we're still young and we're still in that moment of things getting molded, that we can change those and we can change those expectations. But yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, definitely. Part of the reason it's so important to talk about what these unhealthy behaviors and relationships looks like, because 
you're not born automatically knowing how to be in a relationship and born knowing Mm -hmm. what's normal and what's healthy. And if you're shown all of these unhealthy behaviors for so long, they do become ingrained in what you think is normal and what you think you should want and accept in relationships. So that's why it's really important to talk about some of those different things so that it gives us the skills to really think critically about what we're watching and what we're experiencing too. Exactly. Today, we are planning on talking about uh, 500 Days of Summer as our movie. And I know that this one has been a little bit controversial. When it first came out, a lot of people really felt for the main character, Tom, and really leaned more towards the sympathy for him. But I think even the actor came out and said that a lot of the issues that were in that relationship were based in the fact that Tom was not accepting what Summer was saying and that Tom was idolizing her without even really getting to know her and listening to you know, her values and her thoughts and her ideas about the world. So do you think that you could give some examples that you've seen in that movie and how they might have impacted the young person who's watching that? Well, there's the scene where it's maybe halfway through the movie and his heart is broken. She's left him and he goes on a blind date with this woman and he just tells her up front that, yeah, he just got his heart broken and he doesn't understand why. And the woman just asks if she's cheated on him. He says, no, she just said she, she didn't want a boyfriend. And she, you can see on the woman's face that she's, that she understands why the, the main character summer wasn't with him, but he doesn't, he just keeps, he says, Oh, I have a great idea. Let's go to the karaoke bar and completely brushes over it. And so it is a little hint towards, I feel like if someone watched it and wasn't really thinking about what they were watching, they were just watching it for entertainment purposes. Maybe they would just like brush through it and be like, Oh yeah, poor Tom, his heart is broken and he still doesn't understand. And she is really unclear with what she wants. But if you pay attention, the blonde woman that, she, that he was on a date with understood the Summer's perspective and understood that he wasn't listening to her needs or her definitions of what she wanted out of the relationship. And I think that's a big theme throughout the entire movie is that he's kind of wallowing about the breakup. He's pretty devastated throughout a lot of the scenes that they show in the movie. And I think that you see this progression throughout the movie that in the beginning when he's talking about it, because it's, it's not in time order, it's kind of jumps around a little bit between the different days of their relationship and them knowing each other. And I think at the beginning, when they show those initial scenes of their relationship and what he was deeming like the good times versus when they showed those same scenes later, they kind of show a little bit more about how Summer is very obviously not very involved in the relationship in that way. And she keeps trying to bring it up and tell him. And he is kind of romanticizing his own relationship when he's first initially thinking about it he's not focusing on all of the problems that were in the relationship that come from that just fundamental difference of his idea of love as being this grand love at first sight you know when you see the person that Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. love them and they're the one for you versus her idea that love isn't real and she doesn't want a relationship with him but she like Mm -hmm. you had said was really upfront about But you can see the difference throughout the different scenes in the movies, because at the beginning, it's just showing this kind of montage of very happy relationship moments of them, you know, playing around in Ikea and going and getting food and going to a record shop. And then they show those same scenes later where she is obviously not 
you know, having a good time, it's, mm-hmm. it's obvious that there are problems in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. And the way that he decides to look at it again. But I feel like he looks at them again for, like, the wrong purposes. I feel like he looks at them again to create more of a, like, a hate for her. Um, because he also, there's also this one scene where, in the big, the first part where they're first falling in love, he explains all these things, our physical features that he loves. And then in the second part where they go through the scenes again, but um, with more the negative lens, he explains all the parts of her that he hates. And so even though it was, even though it like, they're trying to show the more the reality of it, but I think it's still trying to be like him showing his hate from her so that he can move on from her. You know, it's, it's also tinted. It's not just realistic, but it is good that they start to like show what it could have looked at from her perspective or if he had been more observant of her needs and yeah. her actual behaviors. Yeah, because he is not at all observant or accepting when she comes straight out and tells him about her perspective and what she is viewing the relationship as. He just does not accept it. He says he's okay with it and moves on and then doesn't actually long-term accept it. I think you Mm -hmm. see this a lot on social media. I see a lot of different posts about kind of this is the situation about my relationship. They said that they really want this very foundational element, but I do not. But I think I can wear them down over time. And I think that that's what this kind of relationship in this movie is showing is that he's like, yeah, Yeah. she says that she does not want a relationship. She's not a relationship type of person. And he says that he's okay with that at the beginning, even though he knows he is absolutely not okay with that. that He does want a relationship with her. And yeah. then it seems like he just expects that as they spend more time together, she is going to change her mind. And when she mm-hmm. doesn't, because that's the idea he created for her, and she doesn't actually mm-hmm. align with his expectation. He gets really upset and a lot of blame is put on her for that. Yeah, yeah. And these like mismatch in like expectations and like or or expectations that someone will change for your for what you want it and I remember when I watched it I was like wow this is so good and now I'm like yeah, no, just right? watch it with a more critical lens right um, and I was reading something that talked about how that's how a lot of people watched it when it first came out it was like one of those movies that everybody saying wow this is so romantic and this is going to be so nostalgic and this is going to be like a movie for the time but then as years went on and people started thinking about it a little bit more critically, they no- started noticing that the relationship is very one-sided. And my, like, I guess my question is, do you think that the writers or the uh, directors of this movie made, like, as you said, Tom, the actor was aware, like, oh yeah, it was Tom's I problem in the end. It wasn't at all Summers. But do you think that the writers and directors had that in mind while producing it? Or do you think that that, that they were just making a good story and then afterwards people are realizing that actually this models a very unhealthy relationship. I mean, I can't say for sure, but I'm leaning a little bit more towards the first option. I think it was probably intentional. And I think that they did it in a unique way too, in which I think a lot of movies, people who identify as women are expected to be the people who are all in on the relationship. 
and mm-hmm. then they're the ones who jump back. So I think That's that the so way true. that they did that was probably pretty intentional and that they gave a lot of these stereotypical characteristics to Summer of someone who would not want to be, who doesn't want to be in a relationship, who just wants a more casual thing that are more stereotypically associated with someone who's identifying as a man. Because there's even parts in the movie where him and his friends are and Summer are talking about how she doesn't have a boyfriend and she just says because they don't want one and then they assume that it has to be you yes. know a lie or she has to be a lesbian if she doesn't mm-hmm. want a relationship with a man and how that's the only possible explanations for a woman not wanting a boyfriend yeah yeah that part really hurt <laughs> to hear yeah. and I feel like that's also that's still even though this movie was made in what, 2009 I think yeah. it's that is still like very big reality especially for women who are like older like 25 and up yeah there's this idea that women are supposed to be going after relationships versus anything else that could bring them joy and make them feel fulfilled it it's like a yep nope you need you know a relationship in your life obviously that's got to be one of the foundational things that you want in your life when it's not for everyone not everyone yeah. even is interested in having romantic or sexual relationships at all it's not mm-hmm. something that is necessary for everyone but i feel like it's really pushed a lot of the times yeah and it's especially pushed for women like that would have never been the expectation for him if they oh you don't want a girlfriend oh then they would be like oh maybe he's just focused on his career but of yeah. course, it was not at all. That would have not been the action um, for women. Because yeah. love is supposed to be the end goal of our life. To have a romantic wedding, a huge white, big white wedding, a husband and children. And maybe also have a job. But like, love is the purpose of life for women, but somehow not for men. Yeah. Even though we're supposed to be marrying men. Doesn't add up at all. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the double standard is crazy. <laughs> If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have local college student Celia on to discuss the movie 500 Days of Summer. So Summer and Tom are on stark differences of their perceptions of relationships and love, right? Like Summer is very much ingrained in the I don't need anyone to you know be happy actually there is not anyone because love is fake and it's not real and then Mm -hmm. tom is on the other side where he is viewing love as the only thing that matters in his life and you really see it throughout the movie because anytime he is not actively with summer in a very what he's perceiving as happy and and positive way he is miserable the scene gets dark he is bags under his eyes he's freaking out at work and quitting his job because he doesn't have the one in his life because he has this idea that there is one person for everyone Mm -hmm. and no one else in the universe is going to make him happy or nothing else in the universe is Mm going to make him happy again Mm -hmm. so I think that it shows two very different sides of that when realistically it's more in the middle There could be somebody who makes you happy and who is going to be with you through your life and you're going to be very happy with and is going to make you feel fulfilled, but it's not going to be the only thing in your life or the only Mm -hmm. person in your life. Like we talked last month, how 
romantic relationships are not the only types of relationships that can make you feel fulfilled and bring happiness to your life. And I think that Tom's perspective that he's showing that love is the end all be all and the only thing we should focus on because nothing else is going to make you happy might be a damaging kind of perspective to have. Yeah, not only for the partner that he has, because apparently the partner has to fulfill all of his social needs and emotional needs, but also for himself, because clearly if it's not, if he's not perfectly in love with her and she's perfectly in love with him, he like is encouraged to write. So he's a greeting card writer as his job and he's encouraged to write like uh, notes for people who are going through the grieving process and like it's like his life is over and it's not at all a balanced perspective on what a what a partner should be in your life and also like summer has like different partners like some partners are the people who you will just have sex with or some partners will be more uh, someone you go out and go dancing with they all have different roles and um, for her, she, he had a different role than her husband was going to be. And he didn't understand that. He didn't understand how he could be so in love with her and he, she couldn't be in love with him. And then she didn't want a boyfriend from the beginning, but then she eventually found someone that she could see as, as a longtime partner and serious partner. But he couldn't see how different people could have different roles in your life as well. Yeah, definitely. He has this like very clear-cut view of what a romantic relationship has to be and that these are the parameters of a romantic relationship so if you are saying that you are feeling romantically towards one other person that you have to fit all of this criteria and that's what that means that means you're in a relationship that you are their boyfriend and that you know they love you in all of these different ways when relationships vary the type of relationship that you have with each individual person is going to vary you're not going to have the same type of relationship with everyone it's not Mm -hmm. a realistic view of of what that's going to look like yeah yeah he has that very clear-cut version Mm -hmm. of what a relationship should be so anytime he gets in a relationship with someone it's the same kind of like big thing and even at the end there as soon as everything's kind of wrapping up he meets autumn Yes. And it kind of makes it seem like the same kind of situation might happen again. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to throw himself into that relationship in that clear cut way again. Yeah. And just like, because he had just had a conversation with Summer earlier in, or in another scene right before that scene about um, how for some people you feel that real strong love. And then it made it seem like, oh, one day you will meet the one. And then he goes and has this interview and meets autumn who's the the name after summer like it's just so funny but yeah it doesn't seem like he really became self-aware throughout this journey yeah he like starts saying maybe these things are just coincidences maybe I shouldn't put such an emphasis on what I'm viewing as these like cosmic interactions with other people Mm -hmm. and then meets autumn throws all of those ideas out the window yeah 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 what are some of the things that you had noticed that you wanted to talk about? I remember like in the beginning when he was talking to his friends about what the relationship was, like what the label was and how his friends wouldn't accept that um, they were not boyfriend and girlfriend. And he was 
at least externally saying that oh no yeah we know we're just happy like we just what we are but the friends were like oh no it doesn't uh, doesn't sound real you should you should figure it out before she leaves you and gets together with this other person and even his little sister who he goes to for therapy apparently she even says that like you have to pinpoint what she wants and like make sure that she commits to you before she leaves you and I just thought about how it is Tom's fault but we can also see how the society around Tom and what they see the relationship as is also forcing him to create these these labels and boxes to put her in absolutely because at on one end you should be communicating with the person that you're spending time with to see you know what direction they are wanting to go in and what they're wanting out of that relationship. And I think where it loses me is the, all of the friends saying like, yeah, you have to get her to commit to you before she leaves you. When in reality, ask her what she is interested in, ask her what she wants out of the relationship and accept that answer. You can't Mm -hmm. change her mind. You can't change her answer. If it's one of those problems that's so big that you are yourself not going to be happy and that person that you're with is not going to be happy if they change their answer, then it might just be that you're not compatible people together. When she is saying, I definitely do not want to have a relationship. We are not in a relationship. I don't want to have a relationship. I care about you. But as a person, I don't believe in relationships. And you are saying, I need to be in a relationship. I'm not going to be happy unless I am able to call that person my girlfriend and be in that relationship where we're saying we're committed, then those are two foundational differences that might not be able to, you know, go away over time or work out. That might be a situation where you do want to just remain friends and you don't want to add those extra feelings into it. Yeah. And that's okay too, to be like, well, there is chemistry here and there could be potential for something, but this is a deal breaker. And that means that we should go our own ways and like respect that. Like Summer was trying to communicate that throughout the story. And eventually she does that, that it is a deal breaker for her, but he should have also been aware of his own needs, not just her, like he should have been aware of her needs, but being aware of what yourself and what you want in a relationship and how, how realistic your needs are and your goals are too, is really, really important. Yeah, because you can't make choices for the person that you're interacting with. It's not your place to make choices for them. You can make choices for yourself. And if you know that there is some difference that you have with this person that is going to make it so that it's not really possible to have a relationship unless one of you changes your mind, and it's the thing that you know you will never change your mind about, Mm -hmm. then your only decision, your only choice is your own. And if it's not going to align with that, it's more than okay to you know, alter the relationship so that you're just friends or have that person in your life in a different capacity or just not have that person in your life at all if that's what you're wanting. But trying to force the relationship when the only way it would be successful is if the other person changes their mind about whatever issue you're having is not really going to set you up for a very strong relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be chasing something that is not actually there. And that's exactly what happens throughout this film um, when they first meet and she says, I don't want anything serious. I don't want a relationship. And he says, yeah, that's okay. But it was never going to be okay. And mm-hmm. he seemed to have an expectation that she would change her mind. And mm-hmm. then he got upset when she didn't. And that's just kind of how I see a lot of those things progressing. Whenever you have that difference that's 
you know, one of those deal breakers. And the only way it's going to work out is if the other person changes their mind. It's not a choice that you can make for them. Yes, exactly. There's something else that I really wanted to bring up. We yeah. talked about this in another episode uh, in Superbad because he does the same thing in that movie. It's the trope about knowing that someone is the one for you. You are mm-hmm. in love with this person when you have not had a conversation with them. You've seen them in passing and maybe heard them talk to other people like twice. Maybe you rode in an elevator together and they said yeah. they like what song you're playing on your headphones. <laughs> that does not mean that you are meant to be and that you love that person. You don't even know that person's middle name. And I think mm-hmm. that in my experience growing up, that is something that a lot of young people around me would do. They'd get into relationships so quickly and say, this is the one for me. And I feel like a lot of that probably comes from movies and songs and TV shows because so frequently we see this like build up this entire persona for another person, even if that doesn't actually match with the reality of what that person is about and their values and their thoughts and their personality. Yeah, that they're in love with the idea of that person, but not the actual person. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what Tom does in this movie is he Mm -hmm. meets her at the office and then he creates this whole persona about her. And even when he does go through and there's that scene where he's saying all the things he loves, it's a lot of physical traits and a lot about how she makes him feel. But it's not a lot about her and what she's shown him she's about, like her values and her opinions. And those are some really important things that need to be kind of figured out before relationships is just those what's that person's value, what's that person's personalities what does that person care about? Those are really important things that should be discussed. And I feel like a lot of times, especially in movies like 500 Days of Summer, creates this idea of what she's going to be. And when she doesn't exactly match his expectations, he kind of spirals out. Mm -hmm. Or or he just ignores it. He tries to block it out. I'd be like, no, she's the perfect one. Like I've already decided this when I saw her in the elevator. And I've, oh my goodness, I feel so like, relatable to that because as a kid I was such a believer of like love at first sight or the idea like falling in love with the idea of a person and I I had journals and I was like oh today I met the one and I would just go on and on and on and and it was never that I got to know the person it was just mostly their physical traits and then what I created out of that or what I thought those traits would represent Absolutely. And I, and I don't mean to say that, you know, having that moment where it's like a love at first sight thing and then having a successful relationship doesn't happen, but it is a lot of conversation and communication and realigning your idea of that person with who they actually are. And in situations yeah. like Tom and Summers, when he has this whole built up, like, this is who she is as a person and I'm in love with her, and she is the exact opposite of what he's envisioning but he doesn't want to realign his perspective of her with reality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's creating these like really confusing relationship between them because she's not changing who she is as a person to fit his idea of her as she shouldn't, because nobody should have to change who they are as a person to meet the expectations or to meet the um, ideas that another person has as them to be in a relationship. I'd like to thank Celia for coming on the show today to have this conversation. In today's discussion, we spoke a lot about the complexities of the relationships in 500 Days of Summer. 
Join us again next month where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. As mentioned, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app.